Hey, it's Jasmine. This is maybe another episode of Gently Screaming. This is going to be more of a little rant. Um, And part of me wants to call it a gentle rant because something I have noticed listening to recordings of myself is even when I think I'm putting emotion into my words, it sounds like I'm a little bit high, um, which I'm not in any of the podcast episodes I record. So that's fun. But I do want to call this a rant because even if you don't hear the emotion in my voice, there is emotion there. Um, I just woke up. It's 10.30 on a Sunday morning and my hair is wet. I don't have any makeup on. I don't even have a bra on. I just have a shirt on and I've only had two sips of coffee. And all of those things are very atypical for me. So just setting the stage. I had a nightmare last night and it was directly linked to this work that I'm doing with this podcast and I think I should talk about it because it raises some really interesting points for me to continue thinking about this week. So I uploaded episode 3 last night and I talked about family and nothing deep, just really simple things about what I've noticed about growing up in a big family and how that impacts who I am today. Like I picked the easiest thing to talk about when it came to family because one of my best friends was like, why don't you talk about family? It could be cool. And I was like, yes, I'm going to try that. I'll bite. And I did it and I uploaded it. And to ensure that I wouldn't feel too weird about uploading a whole episode about just family, I included a little bit about this podcast called Song Exploder, which I love, and I thought it could be a really good balance to make me feel comfortable to combat the discomfort that I was feeling talking about family. So I went to sleep right after posting it, and I had a nightmare last night, and in it, I said something extremely offensive. Not extremely offensive but moderately offensive and or little yikes. And I woke up and I immediately started listening to my most recent episode to just make sure I didn't say what I thought I said in my dream. And I, I'm one of those people that checks my stove three times before I leave my apartment, even if I'm just going to toss out the trash, which is funny because What that made me think of this morning when I was trying to check my behavior and really figure out why that happened, why I had that fear, why I woke up wondering if I put something out there that was uncool. When I knew for a fact, I I listened to it before I uploaded it. And that's just behavior I have. I do like to triple check things. Every time I say something in a meeting, I think I replay it in my head. And that's who I've always been. But what that made me think about is I have I have the Notes app. I have an iPhone and I have the Notes app on my iPhone. And one of the notes in that app is called For the Dating. And let me tell you more about <laughs> this one particular piece of myself that is strangely embarrassing to admit. I have a notes document that 
I use to record the prompts dating apps provide and my responses to those prompts so that I can reuse them when I decide to ultimately delete and then re-download dating apps. Um, this works most often for Hinge. The other apps don't typically utilize prompts as well as Hinge does. Hinge is a dating app that its tagline is designed to be deleted and it's meant to be very relationship focused. And as a result, what they do is they have a collection of photos, they have some information about you, but they also weave in prompts, very similar to how I would imagine dating websites in the past had different prompts to ensure that the match was secure. So one of the prompts that I always, like I always respond to and have on my profile when I re-upload Hinge is, uh, the prompt is, dating me is like dot dot dot. And my response that I pre-approved, like I have it written in a notes document that I re-upload every single time. I've written, dating me is like not being sure if you left the stove on, but being too far into your commute to go back and check. Upside down smiley face emoji. That is something I like people knowing about me. Like I somehow think that's attractive about me and I would love to dig deeper into that um, and I went back into my notes app because I was wondering what the wording was because again my thought process was I had a nightmare to triple check something that I already double checked um, that's common behavior for me oh that reminds me of a dating app prompt I respond to regularly and so when I went back into that document I checked the wording of that and then one of my thoughts was am I just dating myself like, is that what's happening here? Am I in a loop of just dating myself? Anyways, so there's that. And then I saw, oh my gosh, I saw another question that I popped in there into that notes app and approved. Like I've used this answer to this prompt multiple times. And the prompt is like, what's your pet peeve? And my response that I've used multiple times that I haven't looked at in maybe months is, my pet peeve is having the end of the word followed by an emoji with no space in between the last letter of the last word and the emoji. I put that down as a pet peeve. I don't understand why I thought that would be attractive to people, but somehow I did. Anyways, <clears throat> those are my thoughts. I don't edit these again, and so you're going to get me clearing my throat with my morning voice, but I do think I'm... I do think I'm going to upload this because I committed to failing fast and I think part of what failure is, is unplanned. And when I woke up this morning, I thought, was this a mistake? Was me even trying to record myself speak a mistake? And I think that it, it isn't a mistake. And that's what I'm realizing in this moment, that the growth that I'm experiencing doesn't look like growth to me right now. It looks like, it looks like I'm failing to me because I'm not confident about my own words and I'm afraid of my own thoughts. And 
I'm looking back on the things I've said about myself and I'm wondering if those were valid. And I think those are all important for me to surface here on this podcast because I don't want to do this at 50%. I don't want to be extremely polished. I want to break apart and then come back together and then break apart again because I have learned so much from people who have talked about the thoughts that they're most afraid of. And if I'm afraid of uploading something offensive, that's a fear I have and that's valid. And I get to talk about that. And I don't need anyone to validate that those are things I can upload or those are things I can say because those happened. And what that makes me wonder is, have I spent a lot of my life looking for permission to speak? And does the anxiety that I feel about the things that I say without a prompt or without someone explicitly asking for this answer that I'm providing, what does this even mean? Like, I don't know. And that's okay. I think that... I think that there's a lot to learn from being afraid of the things that you say because maybe the things that you say are new. Um, Growing up, I didn't raise my hand a lot. In class, it was the number one piece of feedback that my parents received in parent conferences. I think starting in first or second grade and it went all the way up into my high school years, that was feedback I received from teachers And in college, you know, you learn how to maneuver through that. You you learn how to deal with that in your own way. You do the extra credit work or you form a relationship with other people in class or with the professor. You figure out a way to survive. But when I was in elementary, middle, and high school, it was so clear that participation was a huge part of someone's grade. And I often found myself raising my hand only when I knew I had the right answer or when I had an answer that would mesh well with the thoughts of other people in class. I would raise my hand when I knew my answer would get the most head nods. And something that I'm working on at work, at my full-time job, this has really become a rant, which is wild. Um, Something that I'm working on at work and is actually in the feedback document I share with my manager is speaking up more and being brave. And because it's in my document, (laughs) I need to pay attention to that. And my team makes me accountable for that. And I'm proud of myself and my team for identifying that as something that is an area of growth for me. Because I did receive feedback at work from my colleagues saying that I should speak up more, that the thoughts that I have need to be said. And this makes me think about a one-on-one I had with someone I really admire on my team like two months ago. And I mentioned this, like, I mentioned this last week to a few other colleagues, but I'm really thinking about it again today. Two months ago, I had a one-on-one with a manager on my team who's, who's like someone I've looked up to since I, I met them. And they said, we hire you 
for your mind. And if you're not speaking it, then what's the point of you being here? And I'm wondering, one, that was really powerful for me to hear in the moment. And ever since then, it's all I've been able to think about. But I don't want, again, I don't like limiting things. I don't want to restrict that feedback to the things I do at work. Because if I'm growing at work, but I'm not growing outside of work, it becomes inconsistent in a way that I don't like and I don't want. And so what I'm realizing in this moment is I, I want to keep doing this podcast. I want to keep talking about things that come up for me. And I think that, of course, I'm going to seek out validation from people I know and people I don't. But that's not the point. The point is, regardless of whether or not I receive the validation that I sometimes look for or maybe won't look for, that I keep doing it anyway. That I still stand behind my thoughts and words because I wouldn't think them if they weren't valid to me. And we can talk about correcting myself and checking myself. Those are different. Those are different things, and I would always be open to being given feedback about whether or not the things I say are impacted by the structures I've been a part of my whole life. But I think that's very different from feelings I have about my family or feelings I have about a podcast. And being able to draw a line between what is personal to me and what isn't personal to me and or what actively impacts other people is a really important part of what I think this process is. Um, When I woke up to play (laughs) the, the third episode back to myself, I saw the analytics for the podcast, which I didn't know was going to be a thing. I didn't realize the app I was using was going to tell me how many plays I was getting (laughs) across apps and I got scared naturally I did not feel the sense of validation that I wanted I got scared I was afraid of people listening to things that I think or things that I think I know and what I was even more afraid of was what they would think of me knowing that I did this without anyone asking me to do it. And again, that goes back to the permission to speak idea. But again, growing up, I had a really great relationship with my parents and I would rant to them all the time, but in private. Separate from the relationship I had with my parents, both as a pair and individually, I was pretty much raised to just speak when I was spoken to, to keep my head down. And that's not an attack on my family. That is just how we were raised. And I'd like to think that moving forward, I wouldn't think that way, but I won't be able to break the pattern if I don't start thinking that way about myself and about my own thoughts. So yeah, I think I'm going to keep doing this podcast is what I've realized at the end of this gentle rant. Um, And I'm going to seek out feedback 
but before I do, I'm always going to make sure I stay grounded in why I'm doing this, who I'm doing this for, and what my goal is. And to be very clear, my goal is to be comfortable with failure, to be okay with speaking aloud my own thoughts and feelings, and to just let things be. And if people listening, like if people listen to this podcast, rad, awesome, cool. If they don't, that's also fine. And so I'm dealing with it. I'm rolling with it. I'm going to have a Sunday that I enjoy. Um, I'm hoping that today is a great day. Uh, Yesterday, I woke up and instead of, you know, playing my own podcast back to myself because I had a nightmare, I woke up, you know, went to wash my face, used the restroom, and I heard my neighbor, my new neighbor, showering upstairs because I live in like an older building and because I live alone I guess I thought it'd be fun if we like showered together but apart that was wild to me that I did that yesterday so I hopped into the shower before I was going to actually shower because I was like we could have an opportunity to bond me and you upstairs neighbor uh so I hope Sunday is good I hope today is good I hope this week is good I think I want to talk a little bit about some recent inspirations I've had in another recording that isn't a rant, that is a little bit more composed or polished, or maybe not, but I really want to mark this point in time by the things that have impacted me in the past one to two months. So I think that's what I'm going to talk about next. That's the vibe. Okay. Cool. Well, I hope you have a great day if you're listening. If you're me, if you're future me, I hope you have a great day. If you're not future me, I still hope you have a great day. Um, And thanks for listening.